no. Oh, okay. It defaulted to page four of six. I've got through to Jerry pays his fine. Still doesn't know how much it was. There's not much that happens after that. Right. Yeah, that's it. Woo-hoo, baby. We'll make it work. So are we good? We'll make it work. Yeah, I think we're good. All right. Welcome to No Hugging, oh. No Learning. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I didn't realize we were going. <laughs> I don't know how much of that will make it on the air. So Okay. Ted we- could be shocked that we started one second ago. I have Whoa. no idea. Whoa, we started. <laughs> I do always hate that trope. Yeah. Of like listening to podcasts. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, I'm so guilty of it with <laughs> Every the show. single week, I know. Every single week. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, we oh, started. Oh, oh, we started. Oh, we started. Oh, we started. Is this the thing? Is this what a podcast oh, is, is? Oh, is, is this is this the thing you want to do? Is this oh, the this, thing you want me to do? This is a podcast. I still don't know what, what a podcast is. I don't know where I to get it, it or how to find it. I hate it. it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sorry that I do it every week. <laughs> but I don't know why. <laughs> that, that brings up an interesting point before we get, you know, because we'll, we'll have to redo the intro because we stopped in the middle. But, um, uh, what what are famous people doing that like? How is everybody so? You Does know, no one know like yeah, what like, audio is? You, what you, a, you talk to a famous what an person? Interview the, is whenever I hear like a famous person talk, they're like they haven't read any books that are out, they haven't seen any movies that are out, they haven't watched any TV that are out, they haven't listened to any podcasts. They're like, God. oh, I don't know what is that. I'm like, how are you so unplugged? You are <laughs> you're creating pop culture. How can you be so unplugged from it? You know what that makes me uh, think of was uh, last year. We had a local Comic-Con here in Erie, Pennsylvania, and uh, what was the dude's name? He was the guy who, uh, he filmed like a bunch of movies, uh, a bunch of like B-horror movies, Uh, John Oh, the guy who did um, uh, Night of the Living Dead, the original guy. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. what was his name? I forget his last name, yeah. John, John something. I don't know. Not Williams. Not no, John no, it was not John Williams. <laughs> no, I, I can't remember the dude's name. Russo, John Russo. Yes, yes. Russo. Uh, but we're talking I didn't to him, it up. or not? I don't think we were talking to him. You interviewed him for a panel. I did his panel. I believe. Yeah, yeah. And I asked him uh, afterwards because <laughs> uh, his name was licensed to like the community college in my hometown. Right, right. Yeah, film school. Yeah, and yeah. he was wearing like the polo for it. Yeah, it was Du Bois Business College, and yeah, I was like, yeah. "Oh my god, that's where I'm from!" <laughs> and he's like, "Oh." Oh, okay, yeah, they just used my name for their school. Yeah, I think yeah. they're out of business now. And walked away. I'm <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. oh. They just okay. gave me the jacket. Oh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but during that panel, he was saying, uh, like, yeah, I don't like to watch movies or read books or listen to music because I don't want to be influenced uh, I guess by any point. idea. Yeah, so yeah. I don't want to subconsciously steal an idea. Yeah. Which, A, is admirable. Yeah, yeah. But B, how... How do you do that? How do you not watch or listen to anything? I guess when you like are a, I, I don't understand how when you're a screenwriter. Yeah, how do you avoid stuff? I guess yeah. you're right. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, just just enjoy. Part of it's like he's an old guy, and as a guy who's getting older, I can tell you, you just stop caring about like oh, I would have loved to have checked out that TV show, but you know, we just have thirty minutes a night to watch everything we want to watch, and so yeah, really, we you know, you just I'm like I was always marvelled at my parents. I'm like, you guys don't. Watch anything. I'm watching all this stuff, and you guys. And then I just realized it gets to a point where you just don't have the time to do yeah. it, and you just fall off. And you're like, "All right, well, pop culture has passed me by." <laughs> and so, I mean, if it wasn't for this job that I do, where I have to like, you know, keep my you eye have to on, yeah, I have, to have my finger on yeah. the pulse. Um, I probably wouldn't either. You know, I'd probably stop watching stuff and just watch, you know, Quantum Leap reruns wherever I could find them yeah. or whatever. I mean, the, <laughs> or the, Seinfeld reruns. Yeah, this job is the only reason a that I still have Facebook. 
Yeah. And B, that I have the TMZ app downloaded in my phone. <laughs> Bo- both are garbage. I hate oh, both of them. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't have the TMZ app. I have the CNN app. That just shows you where I am now. <laughs> See, I have uh, Grace has the CNN yeah. breaking news app. And like four times a day, it'll be like a push notification to her phone. Yeah. Like, oh, what's CNN ta- telling me now? And it'll be like, Donald Trump said this. Yeah. Or, or it's like analysis of the whatever. I'm like, analysis is I not breaking news. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, your editorial is not breaking Please, news. Please, let me know if I'm within 20 minutes of dying of a nuke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Otherwise. Let me know if Stan Lee passes away. Yes. Besides that. T- see, I got the notification from TMZ, from TMZ about TMZ. that. Yeah, yeah. I think they broke it, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is so weird. Why would TMZ Z breaks Stan Lee news. They just break it's, everything, I guess. Yeah, it's pop culture. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's yeah, celebrity. Guess. He's one of the biggest celebrities in the world. So. Uh, All well, right, welcome I, to I, No Hugging, No Learning. It's the show about one thing, <laughs> watching Seinfeld for the first time. I promise there's a lot more Seinfeld talk in <laughs> yeah. the actual show. I'm Jesus. Jim Murphy. I'm Ted Hollowell. I had to jump in there before I could tell you were going to change the subject again. I was like, we haven't done the intro yet. We're still ready. <laughs> um, so we've started, just so you know. Yes. Uh, bef- uh, <laughs> Want to get into the homework that yeah. we had for last week? That sounds uh, good. Okay, we obviously... Uh, do we want to tease the bit that I forgot the ingredients to? Yeah, that- people are expecting it because you mentioned it. And oh, I was yeah. kind of excited oh, okay. about it, but... Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was driving into <laughs> our studio and completely forgot all of this stuff yeah. to make uh, the chocolate milk seltzer water yes. mixture. I bought it last night. It's in my fridge. Yeah. But <laughs> I just... Uh, just I don't know. I suck. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but we'll, we will do that next week, and as an added bonus, we'll film it for our Twitter, oh, at No Hugging, so you can like see our facial reactions yeah. to it. So, not a bad so, idea. So you're not just hearing, oh, wow, this is so gross. <laughs> uh, but didn't you say like you actually did a little research? I did. It? I did it's it an actual it, drink? Uh, yeah, well, it's funny. I was watching CBS Sunday Morning, because as I was just mentioning, I'm 80 years old, <laughs> and uh, they were doing a... Sp- one of the stories was Serena Altschul talking about uh, seltzer. There's a company that makes seltzer in Brooklyn, the old-fashioned way. Like their newest machine is a hundred years old, what? and they t- take the water. They of take course, that would New exist York in Brooklyn. City. Yeah, of course. Yeah, they t- you can take New York City's tap water and add the CO2 God. and all that stuff. And so, but at the very end, she made what this drink is called. It's called an egg cream. Egg that sounds so gross. Cream. I know. And here's the thing: it doesn't have cream and it doesn't have egg. Uh, <laughs> it has milk. It's milk, carbonated water, and flavored syrup. Typically chocolate or vanilla. And um, the egg cream is almost exclusively a fountain drink, although there have been several attempts to bottle it. None have been wholly successful. So like a bottled Yoohoo oh. with seltzer water in it, I guess. I wonder if it would end up tasting like Yoohoo. Because Yoohoo is like is chocolate seltzer, water. Is seltzer water carbonated? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I Anything sparkling is just seltzer water. Whether okay. they call it sparkling water or I whatever. I couldn't tell the difference between sparkling water or seltzer water. Because yeah. I was just going to get like a bottle of Perrier. Yeah. But I ended up getting just like store brand. That's what I would get. Uh, yeah. Bottle. Because it was the only thing that said seltzer water. Yeah. Granted, it said sparkling seltzer water. Yeah, yeah. But that and... Uh, actually, no, that was the only thing that had the word seltzer on yeah. it. Everything else was just sparkling. Right, right. Which I, I wanted to bring up. I had to avoid the temptation to get the ingredients to make a 2018 version by getting uh, like unflavored or lightly flavored LaCroix, oh, uh, almond milk, and <laughs> vegan chocolate syrup. Yeah, yeah, perfect, perfect. <laughs> um, so it... Um, 
most of the writing on egg creams assumes that it originated among Eastern European Jewish immigrants in New York City, of which Jerry Seinfeld probably yeah, okay. is derived, or whatever yeah. you want to say, um, uh, or a descendant. And this has led to a variety of theories to explain the widely noted paradox that the New York City egg cream is doesn't have eggs or cream. And it, it comes from, I guess, the name sounds like egg cream or something like that. But get this. To celebrate the egg cream and the many handmade drinks of the soda fountain, a group of independent soda fountain operators have declared National Egg Cream Day Oh no. March 15th. March 15th? March 15th is National Egg Cream Day. You so know we'll what? To, what? I'm calling the audible. We're waiting to try these We're until March 15th. Until March 15th. No. <laughs> I was like, jeez. I think we should have another one on March 15th. We can in do celebration it. Of or, you know what? The, uh, we'll make the 2018 version on March 15th or the episode that comes out closest to that. There you go. There okay? you go. We'll to I'm gonna, remember, put it in your calendar. I'm gonna, put, I'm gonna put egg cream day in my calendar. <laughs> egg uh, cream day. Yeah, yeah. Ma- make it uh, label it 2019 egg cream day, so we know. I'm gonna. Oh, it's gonna repeat every year. <laughs> I mean, I'm literally putting it in my Google calendar. Okay, good. <laughs> repeat every yeah, we'll, year. On, we'll ooh, try it's a Friday this year. Ooh, awesome. Th- wait, this year or 2019? I mean, 2019. Okay, even better. So we'll have yeah. a we'll have an episode two days after it. National. Or maybe egg. maybe we'll just uh, push the episode out two days early to celebrate. <laughs> or maybe we just have a whole egg cream. An okay, it's egg, all day. Egg cream week. It's a whole yeah. week of us just uh, releasing audio, vomiting out egg creams. <laughs> Repeat <laughs> yearly. Yes. Forever. There we go. All right. Until the end of <laughs> Until time. Until the end of time. Um, oh, I, I would invite you if I knew how, but I don't. So there we go. Egg cream, National Egg Cream Day is on there, March 15th. Ew, um, gross. Uh, I do have another thing to mention from last week's episode. Kind of a, uh, um, a reference that Seinfeld made that we didn't... Um, I don't think we put down for homework, but he says I gotta. He says mentions Yukon Jack and Cujo. Oh yeah, I gotta wait for Yukon Jack and Cujo or something like that. So Cujo, we knew was a reference to Stephen King's story about the rabid dog uh-huh. or whatever it is. But Yukon Jack, I was like, I wonder what that is. Is it a cartoon? It's even fun. It gets even funnier because, as you know, uh, Farfel's owner is a fall down drunk, and Yukon Jack is a liqueur advertised as the black sheep of Canadian liquors, made oh. with Canadian whiskey and honey. Okay. So it's like a really old liqueur. Canadian drink. whiskey and honey. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Canadian whiskey and honey. And and so it's it gets even funnier because Yukon Jack is a, a a drink. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> so there you go. Oh, and I, I looked this up too. I did a little bit of research on Bell's palsy. And evidently, most people with Bell's palsy recover fully huh. with or without treatment. So you okay. just get the, the nerve endings start working again in your face just by time. I, okay. Yeah, yeah, I know. I had All no right. idea. I thought once you had it, you had it forever, but it gets better. You can get treatment and stuff like yeah. that. But all right, yeah. So there we go. That's all, you, all the homework I have. Yeah. Do you have anything else? Uh, well, yeah. We also had the uh, the movie posters. Oh yeah. yeah. See, yeah, last yeah, yeah. last week I brought up in the show because they were going to a theater called Cinna sixty six. But the only things that they had the option of seeing yeah. were uh, prognosis negative yep. <laughs> and Pon- Ponce de Leon. Ponce de Leon. But there's three other movie posters showing yeah. things that I assumed were playing currently, but uh, you brought it up. He's like, no, I mean, outside the theater, they also have posters yeah, coming, for things that are coming soon. So later that day, yeah. last Sunday, as we're recording this, the day of, oh God, I'm getting my timeline so mixed up. <laughs> so... The day we recorded the dog <laughs> yeah, the, episode. The day yeah. that we recorded the dog, we had an event at our local movie theater for the radio station we work for mm. where we had a premiere event of The Grinch. So we were up at the theater and we were looking at the posters on the outside of the building. And sure enough, the first five on the left-hand side were all things that were now playing. Right. 
all of the five on the right side, there were 10 posters totaled, were all coming soon. So I, I guess they were just in front of coming soon posters. Yeah, yeah. So, but all right. At the theater, like, go see Prancer when it comes out, whenever that was. So, uh, yeah. So there we go. I think that's <laughs> it for now. I believe so. All right. Uh, all right. So before we get into the episode... Uh, Follow us on Twitter at no hugging. Send us an email, no hugging, no learning show at gmail.com because disclaimer, we are not a research heavy podcast. I'm watching these episodes for the first time. Tim has been a lifelong fan and he is watching these for the first time in chronological order. Mm-hmm. So if we miss something, if you would uh, like us to touch on something in uh, in like a future episode yeah. in reference to these episodes, please send us an email uh, and give us a five-star rating and a written review on Apple Podcasts. If you are one of the first 100 people to do so, we will send you a free No Hugging, No Learning sticker. Sweet. Is that it? Uh, Perfect touch, for your uh, touch all the bases or your car. Yeah, I think so. I think so. All right. Uh, today we're talking about The Library. It's season three, episode five. It aired on October 16th, 1991. I was negative one year, two months, and four days old. Mm-hmm. And if you're looking in TV Guide the night of October 16th, you're like I said last week, <laughs> you're you're uh, running out of breath if you're I, I saying it out how loud. Long this was. Right? This is so weird. Because yeah. like, every other uh, description is a sentence. Yeah, yeah. All right. It is. The library contacts Jerry about an overdue book dating back to 1971. According to Kramer, with a fine of five cents a day for 20 years, the cost could come to $50,000. In a flashback to when Jerry and George were teens in high school, Jerry attempts to recall exactly when he returned the book in question. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's weird that they include that thing about Kramer because that's just a joke. I mean, it's just a funny joke in the in the beginning of the episode. Yeah, you know? that's so yeah weird. Yeah, like that that's a throwaway line. Which when we get to, I actually did the math for that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, we start with the stand up bit then, and this is another one just like the, at the beginning of the pen where Jerry was talking about how uh, you know it was it was completely unrelatable to me borrowing an old man's. Swim trunks and it's so big that you feel like you're floating in the middle of a parachute. I was like, nope, never, <laughs> not, uh, not, the, uh, not the comedy for me. Sorry. And yeah. this is the same. He's thing. He's talking about like how ventriloquist dummies have very active sex lives, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and there's yeah. always a joke about sawdust in there. Sorry, it, is that sorry? <laughs> yeah, no, lost is, on me. Is that a joke yeah. about like? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, definitely, yeah. It's, oh. it's, it's oh. or, or like what you would get if you rubbed saw against saw, uh, wood against wood. I mean, you oh. know. And, but no, I mean, have you ever heard a ventriloquist bit that that did that? <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, I've seen like Jeff Dunham stand up yeah. comedy. You know, stand up comedy king Jeff Dunham. Yes, yes. Uh, I, and all of his. So does he have a sawdust joke? Or does I don't he, think he does. does so uh, that's and that's in modern times. And look, I love uh, ventriloquists. That, yeah. uh, and but I, I this was totally unrelatable to me. So to open <laughs> the show with like ventriloquist dummies are weird, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> Doesn't it seem to you that no, no, none of this seems to me. You're this. You're alone in this. D- definitely like uh, right up there. With weird openings, like, ah, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Ah, yes, the uh, button. The button. But that's at least relatable. Everybody has that button in their pocket. True, yeah. Uh, but not like, <laughs> no one stays up at night thinking about ventriloquist dummies. And what's really weird is, there's a ventriloquist dummy episode of Seinfeld later, so why not save this yeah, for... In hindsight, this opening stand-up bit has nothing to yeah. do and it's with not, the episode. And it's not relatable, and I didn't find it funny. Uh, maybe, like, <laughs> ventriloquists were still huge in 91, 
Now, right about now, we've whittled it down, pun intended, because that has oh, to do with wood. Oh, good lord. We've whittled it down to <laughs> Jeff Dunham, but maybe in 91, because Jerry obviously grew up with ventriloquist dummies. Farful, for instance, we talked about last week, is the name of a famous ventriloquist dummy from like the 1940s. Yeah. Uh, so maybe, you know, maybe they were a big part of Jerry's life and the baby boomer generation thinks this is hilarious. <laughs> it's completely lost on me. Yeah. The, the it's old it's especially lost on especially me. Especially lost on the young millennial. So <laughs> let's move on to the apartment uh, where Jerry is on the phone with... With the library. Yeah, we we assume it's the library yeah. because he's like, "Can I talk to the librarian?" Yeah, I'm yeah. like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> this sure." Is the library. <laughs> but and he's got an overdue book from 1971, and uh, he doesn't believe him. He's like, "What? You know, I, I love this line, by the way. What are you from a radio station? Okay, you yeah, got yeah. me. You I, got I, was, me. I was wondering like the context of that because I was trying to write quick, and I just yeah. wrote dot 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 from a radio station. Yeah. I'm like, wait. One of those classic what, what, prank what was, calls. What was that from? I don't know yeah. who was doing the Z100 show at the time. Maybe Scott Shannon. Uh, I don't think Elvis Duran was on in 91. Maybe he was. He's been hey, in New York a long hey, time. Hey, is your refrigerator running? <laughs> <laughs> Another phone scam. Z100 uh, phone <laughs> scam. Uh, but, so it, but it's real. 1971, a tropic of cancer uh, <laughs> that he did not return. And it's been 20 years. Yeah. So uh, Kramer busts in and uh, Jerry's telling him about like, that uh, they called and said that it's uh, been 20 years since he uh, was supposed to return the book. Yeah. And Kramer says, oh, a nickel a day for 20 years, that could be $50,000. If it's a it, dime. It could be $100,000, <laughs> yeah, yeah. which I did the math. Okay. A nickel a day yeah. for uh, 20 years is 365 bucks. Are you serious? It's only $365. A nickel a day? A nickel a day. That's crazy. That's it. It seems like it could be a. It seems like it should be a whole lot more. I'll do the math live on air right, right now. Let's do it. All right, let's see. Pulling up the calculator. What is five times? I mean, what is point oh five? Point oh five times three hundred and sixty-five is eighteen dollars and twenty-five cents. Multiply that by twenty is three hundred and sixty-five. <laughs> It's three hundred and sixty-five dollars, <laughs> not friggin' fifty thousand dollars. That's if you multiply that by two, and it's a dime. It's seven hundred and thirty dollars. That's really weird. At, which, <laughs> as we've seen before, that's like petty cash. Doesn't for Jerry. it seem that's like it should change. be a lot more? It's, he's willing to lose twelve hundred dollars in a laundromat. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't that seem like it should be a lot more to you? It should. Doesn't like, that sound like a nickel a day? If you put a nickel in a, <laughs> in a jar every day for 20 years, you'd only have $365 at the end of it? Yeah. That's insane. That yeah. just seems like... <laughs> that's, that's just crazy. But the thing is, it's it's only a nickel. People yeah. who save their change like every day for years and years and years, oh, this is my retirement fund, yeah. they're like change from like an entire dollar it's not just a nickel right, a single right. nickel it'll be like oh today it was like 79 cents yeah. today it was 30 cents oh here's 60 cents they're adding something every day it's not just one nickel every day yeah yeah so i don't know uh, that's just crazy it just seems like it should be a whole <laughs> lot more like for 20 20 years is such a long time yeah you know? but then again my mind then again the new york public library probably doesn't just add a single nickel every day it probably starts to compound at some point i guess i don't know i think that's the thing about you know libraries that that, that jerry kind of touches on in a stand-up bit later is that it's not they don't the juice isn't running you know what i mean like the in, there's no interest on your on your loan or whatever that's they're true, like we're yeah. just going to keep charging you you know yeah. I mean, they're very kind about it you know that's true i mean i know if i ever have like anything late like a uh, uh, rental at like family video yeah. or something it's never just like oh here's 
we're just going to add this every single day. Yeah. Like, first day, it's, like, something. Uh, next day, it's, like, a little more. Next yeah. day, it's a little more. Until I go in, like, one day, and they're like, oh, yeah, we can't rent this to you until you pay your $12 late fee. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. like, I was two days late. I know. They got you over a barrel. They're yeah. not They're not the pathetic friend that lets you borrow stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he's got... Uh, Jerry remembers returning the book, though. Yeah, because he returned it with Sherry Becker, yeah. who he explicitly remembers was wearing an orange dress. Yes. Because we learned that uh, Jerry was going through puberty at the time, and we get like the flashback. Her like dress is like very low yeah, cut, yeah. which is kind of gross. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That, that they're showing like I don't know. Well, we don't know like how old Sherry Becker is supposed to be right, in right, this. Right. But if they're in high school and Jerry's like going through puberty, I would guess she's like fifteen, sixteen. Well, he mentions that. She'd been hiding her this body that had been developing for the past two or three years. So I think from freshman year on, say, so they could be juniors freshman, or seniors. Freshman at this year, point. do you think? That's what I. That's what I took okay, away from maybe. the context. Yeah. So they could be juniors or seniors. Okay. But that still means like sixteen, seventeen. Maybe probably not eighteen. Yeah, but, they're, they're definitely showing off like this seventeen-year-old in <laughs> yeah, like a yeah. low-cut orange dress. Right, right. So, and Jerry's like, "Oh yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember that. the orange dress. She, oh, she, had, yeah. she had developed this body under very loose-fitting <laughs> clothing. It was now, yeah, showing it off. So, um, yeah. So he's got to go down to the uh, library, and uh, they mention um, Kramer hates the library. Those big newspapers, newspapers on sticks. People trying to save a quarter. Yeah, which I agree. That's not a thing anymore, is it? The newspapers I, on sticks. Yeah. Oh man, I hope it is. I don't they know. Had those I, at my high school. I've literally never seen that. Yeah, I, yeah you've I've never, never seen... They didn't have that at your school or anything? No, they had newspapers, but yeah. they weren't on they sticks. They weren't on giant sticks? No. Oh, man. They well, had what like are the little... giant sticks for? Just to keep people from stealing them? Yeah, that... Yeah, and so you couldn't take a page out and remove... You know, whatever. So oh, that they, my God. So that the, the newspaper would stay... But it's stay. made of paper. You can just rip it. Yeah, and then the <laughs> next person doesn't get to read that. So... Well, since, since when did people start caring about the person after them? Since the sticks were in, invented, I since guess. the sticks came along. But no, so that like, a yeah, it was it was bulky and you couldn't like walk out with the newspaper <laughs> and um and it, and they stored they stored very easily because they would they were on a rack. You oh, know, okay, the, the, yeah, they were on a rack and so it would stay in order. That's a very important. It's like That's oh, true. Okay, well, here's a one and now where's a two? Someone you know yeah. That, oh, a two's on the back. You know, so they they had a, they had a function. But I, I always like those things. I don't <laughs> know why. And so I, I like that Kramer brought him up the giant newspaper on a stick. Maybe, By the way, the maybe our homework for next week is go down to the public library and, see, and, and look and see if they have newspapers on giant sticks. <laughs> well, these days maybe they just pay for the digital uh, edition. Maybe you know they make you know. read it on a tablet or something if you if you really want to save a quarter. Uh, by the way, the New York Mets hat is back on the wall. You I, yeah, that? I was going to point what that out. Going on, Jer- Jerry? Jerry's now a Mets fan again. Jerry, uh. although he might have been a Mets fan, like I, I I don't know for a couple episodes now, but there's never been anything in the background. Yeah, so they just dropped the the Yankees hat, which I think was in the season opener yeah. of season three, wasn't yeah, it? I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. So it's just been. Uh, four episodes since we've seen any yeah. reference to any baseball team, which if you think back to like the first season is preposterous <laughs> yeah. because he had the cards, Posters, the poster, the hat, the, the yeah. mitt the over mitt. It. Yeah. Uh, All he, of the above. He was the world's biggest yeah, yeah. Mets fan. Although, I mean, and, and we just had an episode about Joe DiMaggio, who is the Yankee Clipper, but yeah. now, but but ever since he saw Joe DiMaggio, now he's a Mets fan again. Yeah, Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Seeing Joe DiMaggio pushed him back, yeah, back over to the, to the other team. Yeah, it wasn't a big deal. Uh, so we're, we're in the library now, and um, Kramer starts writing 
the libra- the librarian's ignoring them, and he starts writing a backstory for yeah. her, like in <laughs> kind of a creepy romantic author kind this of way. This is so creepy. Yeah, yeah. good lord. <laughs> Look at her. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> but, I don't remember what he said. But, uh, but she, he's saying something like, "Oh, maybe she was hurt yeah, when yeah. she was younger. Maybe a boy." She had her heart broken, yeah. and now she's working here, longing. Yeah. Spinster. Yeah. Longing yeah. for Kramer. Yeah. <laughs> but she she's just in the zone, yeah. stamping these books. Just like opening one, stamping, closing it, other pile. <laughs> opening it, stamping, closing it, other pile. Yeah. You know? Finally, she's done. She picks up the pile, and she notices people have been waiting. <laughs> and uh, she says, or no, Jerry says, like, yeah, I got a call to come down here and pay a fine. Uh, he hands her the slip. And she's like, ah, Tropic of Cancer. Like, almost as like, okay, yeah, she's definitely read it. She's remembering, like, how good of a book this is. Uh, It's like Henry Miller is the author of it. And she looks at how long it's been out for. And he's like, and she says, oh, well, this has actually been turned over to our library investigator, (laughs) Mr. Bookman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is incredible. I know. I I I love it. This is such such a uh, great. And Kramer even says, like, his name is Mr. Bookman. (laughs) Yeah, that's like an ice cream man being named Cone. Yeah. (laughs) And she's like, I think he's heard all of the jokes. He's been working for us for 20 years. 25. 25 years. 25 years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, At this point, uh, so Bookman's not in. Yeah. But... uh, but, I have the George runs in yeah, at this point. Yeah, George runs in. He thinks he saw Mr. Heyman yeah. outside, which was Jerry and his gym teacher in high school. Yeah. And we don't learn anything about him until uh, the middle of the episode, so I think we should kind of stick with that. All we do know now is that George got him fired. That's what Jerry says, and, and they're not telling the story. Exactly. But that, that George is responsible for possibly him being this homeless yeah, person. He's on the now steps. homeless, yeah. uh, smelly, and screaming obscenities. And doing like, calisthenics. On yeah, the and steps. doing calisthenics. Yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Outside <laughs> yeah. on the library steps. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so now we're in Elaine's office, which this is a weird storyline. It really doesn't go anywhere for me. I mean, we'll get there eventually. We'll yeah, get to where how, it goes. It doesn't go anywhere. Since when does Elaine work here? At Pendant Publishing. Yeah, I, it's, it's come up before. It, has she worked here like. The whole duration of the series because Elaine says that I, uh, like, I've been working here three and a half years and they've never, like, skipped over me asking for lunch. I think the first time she mentions it is season two, episode three, The Jacket, when her okay. dad comes to town. But she, she is mentioned working she's here. working for Pendant Publishing. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, okay. This is just the first time that we've seen her in the office. Yeah. Which. It just threw me so far off. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay. But yeah, she's so worried um, that, I don't know, she's like in trouble or something because everyone skipped over her. Yeah, yeah. She's she, They've always asked her when yeah. she wants for Every, everyone, yeah. yeah, everyone skipped over her in like asking like what she wanted or where they were going to go. But she sees Mr. Lippman, her boss, come yeah. out, come to the water cooler. And she's like, oh, did you get that? Uh, manuscript for the Columbus biography I pitched you, and he's like, "I did, I did." Walks <laughs> yeah. right back into his office. Yeah, yeah. Says so, the water's too cold to his assistant. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then walks back into his office. But yeah, that just fuels Elaine's theory that she's going to get fired even she's more. Getting weird vibes. Yeah, because yeah. uh, then we're in monks later on, and and Elaine is recounting this dilemma to Jerry and George. And George just completely dismisses whatever she's yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about. <laughs> He's in his own head about well, Mr. What did, Heyman. What did he say to dismiss Elaine? She was like, George, Jerry, you don't get this because you don't work in an office. George, you work in an office. If someone didn't ask you for lunch, that'd be weird, right? Or something like that. And he's like, I don't know lunch. I've never had lunch. I don't have anything to think about lunch. <laughs> Jerry, Mr. Heyman, blah, blah, blah. 
<laughs> just completely dismisses <laughs> That's her. That's what it was, yeah. Which really is, I mean, what we all should have done with this storyline because it, <laughs> it doesn't go anywhere. It really doesn't. Does it end here? No, it, it pops back up later on, but it, it, it I don't oh, even yeah, know. It, it may be yeah. laying the groundwork for something that Elaine's going to be doing, but... It's just really, it's just really weird. Um, but we'll, you know, we'll we'll cover it again a little bit later. But um, but yeah, we learned that the gym teacher, like one of the things the gym teacher did to kind of get himself in trouble for George possibly getting him fired was he purposely mispronounced his last name yeah. as can't stand you, can't stand you, can't stand you. Yeah. George details a, a history of abuse at the hands of this gym teacher. I yeah. mean, it just goes to show you that like going to going to high school in the seventies must have been awful because. Teachers could still abuse students. Oh my like this. god! Yeah. yeah, this sounds uh, this sounds awful. Yeah, but like the way he says it, and then I don't know, kind of like uh, either Jerry or Elaine dismisses it. I'm like, oh, okay, was this just a lie? And then we go into the flashback, yeah. and I'm like, oh, okay, it was more than just him saying, oh, George can't stand you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, more than the name. Yeah. yeah, but he gave George a wedgie with the help of like two or three other students. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, I guess, like, George squealed on him. He was fired the next day, right? Yeah, I, I think that's right. Yeah, they, uh, Jerry and George also mentioned that um, it looks like he has... Well, Jerry says he had him for hygiene class, but yet his oh, teeth yeah. looked like they were L- from an little exhumed... Little baked beans. Yeah, George says baked beans. Jerry says teeth from an exhumed corpse. Oh, Which that's is right. disgusting. Yeah, yeah. Which I can't imagine, like, what his teeth are like now that he's yeah, homeless. Yeah, now that he's homeless, yeah, just oh. gave up completely. If he... If he had awful hygiene and was teaching hygiene yeah. whenever he was a high school teacher, can't imagine what they're like whenever he's, I don't know, doing calisthenics on the New York Public Library Yeah, steps. yeah. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, we get the, we get in this flashback, we get, you know, that he gave George a wedgie. And then Elaine is like, was wedgie a new word or something? Elaine it seems might to be have puzzled been. by it. I mean, I know it's 91. So was it like new slang at the time that he gave it, me a wedgie? And if not, what did they call it? Back then. I don't know. In the 70s, just pulling up someone's underwear. I don't know, but yeah, George describes it. He's like, because when you pull up on the underwear, it just wedges in. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then Jerry explains the atomic wedgie, where the waistband goes over the head. <laughs> and uh, so, I don't know why Elaine was clueless about this, but maybe it was just new. Maybe it was just a new word, a new funny word. I don't know. Maybe it was like, oh, it's a 90s prank. All, all these kids are pulling their own underwear up or something. Yeah, pulling and they their ported it underwear back up. to the 70s. Yeah, I but know, surely maybe. someone gave wedgies in the seventies. Yeah, but what were they called? Exactly. Huh? Do not know. They were called egg creams. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, I, I, this line's hilarious though. They're like, you know, what do girls do? Oh, we just tease someone until they develop an eating disorder. Yeah. Holy <laughs> crap! Jeez. Oh my gosh, that's so. It's like so honest and hilarious. Yeah, that, and, and so dark. And one of the best. It's, jokes. Ve- it's very ninety-one. Yeah, like yeah. That, that's something that oh I, I don't think gosh. would fly on primetime like NBC in twenty eighteen. I don't. I think it's ahead of its time. I think there are jokes really? like that on on there, TV now. There are, but they're not on network television. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah. that's like an HBO sitcom joke. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah that, which that's is amazing. That's something that's going to be on cable. Yeah. or like HBO or uh, Stars or something. Which is amazing that something that edgy was on in 1991. Yeah, I don't know why I just pulled Stars out of my ass. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What the, <laughs> oh yeah, Stars. Uh, Ray Donovan. Uh, maybe. Yeah. yeah, that's like a Ray Donovan I joke. I, I think I was going to say Showtime. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Right. 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 But yeah, I mean, the, just the fact that it was so edgy uh, you know and was on primetime tv at the time i just think is awesome i mean i, I do think it's ahead of its time it's very fun it's just yeah, a really funny I, line yeah i can see that uh, <laughs> pro- that probably is even more relatable to women you know like we we're not women 
Uh, but, um, <laughs> but so I, I bet women would even think that's even funnier because they've lived it. You yeah, know what I mean? That's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's not much humor like that. This is a very male-oriented show. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's yeah, kind of the is. first little glimpse of, like, a joke just for women that we kind of get, I feel like. You know, Elaine's, Elaine's the voice of the woman in Seinfeld. True, Everybody yeah. else is just someone you're dating, you know, <laughs> but not Elaine. So I, I like that line. Uh, but Kramer barges into Monks and says that Bookman is waiting for Jerry. Yeah, but he, he comes in. He's like, hey, Babalu. What? Who? Oh, oh. Kramer, uh, Kramer calls, calls Jerry Babalu. Babalu. <laughs> yeah, what? what? It might be a I Love hey, Lucy. Hey, Babalu. Reference? Bookman's waiting for you. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Just <laughs> a fun it? nickname. I don't know. Okay. I, I mean, he's, I, he's got a pet nickname for his, his friend slash neighbor. Yeah. Uh, Jerry calls him the K-Man. The K-Man. Sometimes. Yeah, but at least like... I don't know. That That's the first relation. letter of his last yeah. name. I don't know what Babalu is. And my, my guess is it's an I Love Lucy reference, which okay. I think they've already referenced before. Oh, okay. Um, I forget. Uh, well, not- yeah. Yeah, Jerry referenced it, saying it was an awful show and that he's never seen a single episode of it. Yeah, but then he, but then we, we called him on it because he had also referenced, he called somebody, not... Ricky, but Ethel Merman's uh, Ethel. Remember Ethel and yeah, Ethel and yeah, I remember something about the neighbors. I don't know, but we yeah, you know, but he we made like, he made a Lucy reference. Yeah, That's right. yeah, yeah. But he said, and he's I want to say, it. I want to see that was in the same episode. Yeah, but I, I could be totally wrong. Um, but so now we got a, a stand up bit before we meet Bookman, and this is where Jerry's talking about your the library being that pathetic friend that's like, you know, okay, well you you can borrow this if you want, and uh, you know, oh, what are you gonna do if I? Uh, it's really short. It's a really short bit. Yeah, I think. but I, I did just really like the line that the library is the government funded pathetic yeah, friend. Yeah, government yeah. funded pathetic friend. And uh, oh, if I don't return it, what are you gonna do? Charge me a nickel? Yeah, nickel. <laughs> That's the way Jerry says it, which, oh, is, which is pretty funny. God. But then it fades uh, fades into the apartment, and Bookman is uh, there waiting. And this is the great, tell me, Ted, that you recognize the great Philip Baker Hall. I recognized him, yeah. but I didn't know like who he was. Yeah. I'm like, I know this guy from something, right, but right, right. who is he? Yeah. What, what's his name? Philip Baker Philip Hall? Philip Baker Hall, yeah. What else is he in? Uh, he's worked a lot recently with, uh, I mean, I say recently, within the past 10 or 20 years, with Paul Thomas Anderson. He's in Magnolia. He's in Heart 8. He's in, uh, let me see, I wrote down something. Of his other credits that I've seen, he's great in Magnolia. He's in Zodiac. He was in Cradle Will Rock. I remember him that. He's in the Truman Show. He plays one of the network execs in the Truman Show. Uh, Boogie Nights, another Paul Thomas Anderson joint. Um, none of it. Uh, ne- I mean, I know all of them. Yeah, yeah, I've never yeah. seen any of them. Yeah. So I don't know. Just a great. Uh, I don't know. If, uh, maybe character actor would be the way to to mention it. But he's just done countless TV and movies and stuff like that. Okay. And Rush yeah. Hour? He was in the first Rush Hour, I think. Yeah. Okay. No? Yeah. No. yeah. I, I, I know him from something, um, and I, I don't want to waste the time going through IMDb right, right, to right. find to find like the embarrassingly minuscule thing that I know him I don't for. think he was or in should, Holes. Or should we? <laughs> or should we? Or should we? He wasn't in Holes. He wasn't in the Fred movie. Uh, <laughs> oh, good lord. That's everything that, that millennials like. <laughs> Ew, no, 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 no. Um, Please, no. I, certainly he's not a household name, but he's like, you know, a, a famous working actor who's been working for a very long time. So. He's like uh, the guy that we found uh, that Jerry was sitting next to on a plane. Not the yeah. drunk guy from The Dog. No, I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah. I forget uh, what his you name You recognize was. him from an episode of Scrubs, I think? Yeah, yeah, either Scrubs or like Workaholics or something. Right, right, right. Okay, got it up. Philip Baker Hall, known for... Wow, he's been in 178 things. I'm telling you. All right, let's see... Oh, okay, okay. I, this isn't like what I know him from, but he was uh, BoJack's agent in a few episodes of right, BoJack Horseman. Right, right, right. Um, Forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, what was his name? Hank. 
Hippopotamus Hank, or something. Hippopopolis. Oh, Hippopopolis. <laughs> but he's got an iconic voice. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why he's perfect for this role. True. Uh, oh, he was in 50-50, the movie with Joseph Gordon-Levitt right, and Seth Rogen. Right, I never Seth saw Rogen. that, but you saw that oh, one? Oh, it, it's incredible. That's what I've heard, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if I'd be able to watch it now uh, because of uh, family members dying of cancer. Uh, yeah. Uh, so that would uh, have a very different effect on me, Right, I right. Uh, um... Yeah, I'm not seeing anything else. Oh, he's in Bruce Bruce Almighty. Right, he That's plays another. That's what I know him from. Seriously, yeah, yes. I should have written that down. Yes, I oh forgot my. about. I that. know him from Bruce Almighty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mighty. He's the guy that runs the network on yeah, that one yeah, too, he's, right? He's the head of the TV station. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that funny that he runs uh, a TV station in the Truman Show and he runs a TV station in Bruce Almighty, both wonder, Jim Carrey movies. I wonder if it's the same universe. Yeah, the same universe, <laughs> or maybe the twin brother or something like that. It's like, oh God, why am I working in local news? I should be like where my brother is on the Truman Show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with your twin, Jim Carrey. <laughs> um, uh, yes, Lynn Carrey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, or, I, I sh- I'm struggling to think of anything that rhymes Truman's, with Jim. Wait, it's, it's Truman's his first name in that. Anyway, oh, is um, it? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Truman. So the news guy would be named Newman. Newman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so we. I love this dragnet style dialogue. That's why he's so perfect for us. You mentioned that iconic voice. I mean, it's that great. Oh yeah. Just it's like dragnet style snappy dialogue, but it's about dumb stuff like instant coffee. You know, <laughs> you don't have instant coffee. I don't have instant coffee. You keep it in the fridge. It stays good forever. It's crystals. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and and stuff like that um and oh and he talks about um getting uh you know i, I was just uh, i was pretty new to the job in 71 or whatever so we'd only been working four or five years like yeah. probably working on his fifth year uh-huh. uh, at that point which i don't know i mean i wouldn't say five years on the job is still new, new to the yeah, job yeah. <laughs> like i i, for I don't one know that you've been doing for 25 years though when looking back you might say wow i was still so new yeah I was only, i've been, I only been doing it for four years yeah i guess yeah uh, but uh, Bookman says that he saw Jerry on TV, and he calls him a. Cel- he says that oh, so you're a celebrity who thinks he's above the law, huh? Yeah. You, you don't you don't have to listen to rules, huh? But yeah. oh my, I can't even like do his uh, his dialogue. Nobody can. Just, that's it was just so great. I mean, <laughs> he talks about seventy one. He was like bad time hippies. Uh, you know, Abby uh, Abby Hoffman telling people to steal books. Are you, are you familiar with this? Nope. Uh, so Abby Hoffman was a you know like a counterculture author, and his book was called Steal This Book. So oh, for, good Lord. For, so for an investigator like Bookman, that must have just been, oh my gosh, you know. Um, I don't know what Steal This Book is about, but I, I do know that that's who he was referring to. But he said, because uh, Jerry counters that with, uh, well, I returned the book. And he's like, well, it's not about the book. It's not about you. Yeah, it's yeah. about the kid down at the public library right now looking at... <laughs> Uh, looking at pee-pees and wee-wees drawn in the cat and the hat and the five Five Chinese Chinese brothers. brothers? You've never read that book? No. Oh, that was one of my favorite books as a kid. Is it a kid's book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I've obviously heard of the cat and the hat. Yeah, yeah. I've never heard of the five Chinese brothers. Five Chinese brothers is a classic. I can't believe that they don't, that's not around anymore for people. (laughs) Like, um, it's, it's about brothers who are sentenced to death by the emperor and each one has a different skill that, uh, counters the method of execution. So he's like, all right, you, well, you're going to uh, come back tomorrow and then we'll put you to death by whatever. And then the brother who can't, can hold his breath forever still lives. <laughs> he's like, oh, we'll come back tomorrow and try another one. So it's, it's really, uh, I, forget what the, I don't know what the moral is or anything, but I remember loving it as a kid. But I love just like every time he turns around and the audience does too. He's walking away Oh my from God, the audience was going crazy yeah, Jerry's following him and then he turns around and points at him and does yeah. the point. Oh my God. Well, let me tell you something, Joy Boy. <laughs> you know, and he's got these, all these Joy dumb Boy. nicknames. Yeah. yeah, all these dumb nicknames for him and stuff like that. <laughs> Uh, maybe you get your jollies that way, Seinfeld. And stuff, you know, just the point is so awesome. I mean, just a great scene. Um, I, I'd even venture to say that so far, uh, Bookman is the best 
like one time oh, guest one time hands guest star. down hands down and he makes the episode yeah, yeah. otherwise this episode would i don't know probably be on par with the last two episodes that we've yeah. had and just be awful yeah the, I, it, it sells the whole thing I yeah, mean, the whole thing is sure. built around bookman and 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 lives and dies with him and thankfully it lives yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, he says that Jerry's got one week to... That's re- seven days. <laughs> yeah, he got, he got seven days, Seinfeld. Uh, but he never actually tells Jerry what he owes. Yeah, or what... Um, Did you notice that? Yeah. He never tells him, like, how much he owes. Right. Or if they just want the book back. Yeah. If it's, like, a really pathetic, like, ransom, he's like, please, just return our book. It's been 20 years. <laughs> yeah. Which, after... I don't know. After a year, I'd just get a new copy of the book. Yeah, If, that's if they my, didn't have it. That's my guess, is that... Your fine tops out at the price of another book, essentially. Yeah. And when it's been 20 years, they're like, all right, give us just 20 bucks to buy a new copy and get it bound and, <laughs> you know, put the cover on it and all that stuff. Whatever, you know. Yeah. That's my guess, but Wait, I have no are, idea. Are you thinking they have to, like, pay to, like, get it printed and bound? No, and- no, 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 oh, no, okay. no, not like that. I mean, like, uh, you know. <laughs> Instead of just, like, going to, Covered like- in that clear stuff they put library books oh, in, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> you, and then put the card catalog thing in it. Have to and pay get the publisher the, directly to yeah. print exactly one, one copy. copy. Get that one copy bound yeah. professionally. We don't know. Maybe there is no. Maybe maybe it's out of print. Maybe it's Tropic a, of Cancer is out of print. Yeah, I, don't, maybe. I don't know. It, it's, in 1991. It's been over 20 years. Yeah, so we don't know. That's, that's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, but before, as he's leaving, the librarian is almost caught visiting Kramer. Yeah. She's outside Kramer's yeah. door as Bookman opens the door. But he's looking at Jerry. Yeah. And meanwhile, as he's turning around, Kramer is shutting the door yeah. to let the librarian in and you know this is another classic we don't freaking know her name yeah, that's true that's until true. 20 minutes into the episode that is true that so is true. i'm just gonna call her the librarian the librarian which, which fits oh my god <laughs> uh but yeah, well, we don't she, need to know her name no one said her name true yes but like if she's playing a role in the episode i want to know uh, who I, she is i think that's fat you know who she is the librarian that's I, fat you got to trim the fat I guess we're all about word. Seinfeld's all about word economy. If somebody doesn't Ugh. need a name, if no one's going to say it, you know, Kramer could have said it here, but it, you know, if, that's true. If you don't need it, then it's fat. Trim that's it, true. You know, I I don't know. It just irks me so much. Yeah, Whenever yeah. they they don't like. Uh, they don't like seem to care about establishing characters. Also, I, I think guess that, I think that that feeds into you know I have a tough time remembering people's names in real life. Uh huh. And you just like remember them like oh here's that guy. Yeah. Or, I, I mean even their even the context of how I met them is tough sometimes. But mm-hmm. I think uh, you know obviously a center point of this show is the self centeredness of all of true. these characters and not remembering people's names could be seen as, a, as one of those character traits. Of, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what their name is. I know what my name is, and I know their context. That's very true. Uh, you know, I didn't I even think need, of that. I mean, so it may be deeper than just, like, trimming the fat and, and being good writers. It may just be, uh, who needs names? A guy yeah. is coming to visit. I don't even remember his name, yeah. you know? Oh, the, the cable guy is coming yeah, to visit. The oh, guy, the librarian. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, this guy who is, uh, <laughs> what was one... Uh, case. Oh, this guy who's dating one of Elaine's friends. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, right, right, right. Th- yeah. Uh, she says that a- as she's inside Kramer's apartment, that she's supposed to be working right now and that she could be fired. Yeah. And Kramer's like, oh, well, why don't you leave? And she's just like, I can't. <laughs> and, and we just see them like come close to kissing and then it just breaks yeah, back to yeah. Jerry outside the apartment. And he's just yelling in the most Jerry Seinfeld way, oh, I'm not going to pay that guy. <laughs> But Ugh. by the way, I mean, this episode, maybe more than others, it just makes me think, I mean, Kramer has got game, right? Yeah. I mean, Kramer, he's so Tina, confident. Ellen, yeah. librarian girl. Right. And he just knows it's going to work. He's like, like yeah. Jerry and George are leaving. He's like, I'm, uh, 
I'm going to stick around here, uh, you know. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, he's just a confident guy in whatever he has. And these aren't – some of them are weird women, I guess. You could say the librarian, if, if her backstory is – Was anything like was Kramer anything was like pitching. He was pitching, yeah. yeah then, then he has – he can spot his type. Yeah. Ellen, we know, is a horrible person. Yeah. And Tina is not Oh, my catch. God. She was in, <laughs> yeah. insufferable. So, but I mean, so he's got a type. He knows how to reel him in. And yeah. so I think Kramer's got game. By the way, before we leave the, the apartment and all that stuff – did you notice during the scene with Bookman any uh, you could read pretty clearly Jerry's VHS collection? I tried to, <laughs> uh, but I didn't. Let me read you some of the oh, titles. Yes, <laughs> uh, there's. And I think all right. One is called Easy Love. Ooh, yeah, I know. One is called Horoscope, which sounds like a horror movie to me. Maybe I'm just thinking Zodiac because of Horoscope. No, Horoscope. Oh, Horoscope. Oh, I'm sorry. Horoscope. Not Horoscope. Horoscope. Horoscope is a horror movie. No, Horoscope (laughs) sounds like a horror movie. But um, but maybe I'm 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 thinking of like a a Zodiac killer type thing. Yeah, I can see that. And Philip Baker Hall was in that. So um, there's one called Gunfight. (laughs) So exciting. Even when they made a movie that could have been called Gunfight, they still called it Shoot 'Em Up. Did you ever see that with Clive <laughs> Owen? I haven't seen it, but yeah. I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah, that's all. That's all. Just gunfight. One long gunfight. Gunfight. Uh, there's <laughs> get this one. <laughs> Rug burn. Oh God! There's no way that's not a porn. I, that, I mean, Rug so far we've got easy love, easy love, rug burn, rug burn. Then he's got one that's boxing. Just boxing. We know he's a big sports fan, so there's obviously a big match that he wanted to save. Wouldn't but you, not enough if you're to... An, if you're, like, big boxing fan, yeah. wouldn't you label it, like, who the Tyson fight is? Tyson Holyfield 90. What? Yeah, yeah, whatever it's, it is. It's just boxing. Boxing. It's just a bunch of, like, uh, like hobo scrub <laughs> yeah, fights. Yeah. It's bum fights. Yeah. It's early. It's Jerry's dark world is, like, he goes out and films homeless people fighting. Boxing. <laughs> and then he labels it. One's called Lincoln Town, which actually sounds like the most interesting movie in this whole pile. Lincoln Town. If I was to pick one movie just by the title, it would be Lincoln Lincoln Town. I love. I don't know why. Just it's. It, See, they, I don't know. I want to say gunfight. You want to see gunfight? Gunfight makes me think of uh, what was the movie that came out uh, a year or two ago from A twenty four. Oh yeah, and the and the, um, the warehouse firefight. Yeah, I think yeah. that's right. Yeah, is that what it was? I think I, so. I saw it. Yeah. I can't remember the title of it, but oh my god, you need to watch. It this looked movie. awesome. Yeah, it got. It I was. Mean, it was really fun. Yeah, uh, but it's a. Like we talk about, like having bottle episodes of TV shows. Yeah. This was a bottle movie. Yeah, it all takes place <laughs> in this warehouse, and, or like just outside the warehouse. And it could have been know? called gunfight. It could have been called gunfight. And I'm surprised it wasn't gunfight. <laughs> here's the last one I saw: um, love chain. So we've got easy love, oh, baby, rug burn, and love chain. I think they're all from the same uh, the same series. <laughs> but it it just it reminds me that I think I know now why. They were in that. I, what episode that, was it? That, where they're in the, that that's porno That's the series. Store. Easy Love yeah. is first. Uh, love Chain is second. And then you're, Rug Burn. You're getting really into the thick of uh, things. Yeah. You're inviting like people in, so you have a chain of love. Yes, yes. And then the third one is Rug Burn. Oh. You're de- you're dealing with the pain yeah. and the heartbreak and the physical like the physical like burns right. from your chain of love and emotional burns. Yes. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he I, definitely like. Uh, rented or bought the VHS copies whenever they were in that adult store yeah, in like yeah. season one. Yeah, it was season one. I, yeah, I, it and, might have been and, season and one then, episode. And then two. he definitely like copied them yeah. somehow, <laughs> so he could just watch them at his leisure. Exactly. I can't find. <laughs> but we we oh noticed, that was the second episode. That was that, the second episode. That, that's when he. That's when we met Elaine. Right. 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 That, right. The yeah. scene that we met Elaine. Was in an adult story. Yeah, and well, it sells. They sell a lot of videos, but they have a discussion about um, 
uh, adult film stars and what they tell their parents they do and stuff yeah. like that. But but I noticed that they put some stickers on the dirty parts of the videotape. But yeah. <laughs> it, now that it's in high def, you could clearly see. Yes. But now we know why Jerry was there. I mean, to, to get a copy of Rugburn or something and, and copy it uh, illegally or whatever. Uh, so yeah, I found those very entertaining. But now we're uh, now we're at Monk's. Well, before before we leave oh, the apartment, he the, yeah, he's he's looking at the yearbook yeah. and he's like, "Well, I have a wit. I, ha- I have a witness. Sherry Becker. Sherry Becker. She was wearing an orange dress with uh, what, what was the gum?" The, he, he was she so, gave me blackjack gum. She was wearing an orange dress. But I thought uh, licorice gum. What do I think of next? Uh, <laughs> just shut the hell up, Jerry. Uh, so but, he does get his yeah, uh, he, yearbook out. Yeah, he goes to the yearbook and he's trying to find her photo. Like that's gonna help him yeah, find anything. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> now I just have to look her up in a totally different book. It's possible that has phone numbers. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. But maybe she wrote <laughs> down a phone number. You know, I have phone numbers in my yearbook. They probably aren't are, around anymore. Are, but are they the same phone numbers from twenty years ago? They might be their parents' phone numbers. Good lord. Yeah. That's, maybe. You know? Yeah. I and so if you call that, say, wait, can you? Where's Sherry? You know, can I, I'm Jerry Seinfeld. I went to high school with her and at JFK and stuff like that. So yeah, I don't true. know. We, we're writing a whole unnecessary backstory of how we found the number, <laughs> but it could be one of one of two things. But yeah, what was the New York City phone book like in 1971? I mean, oh my god, it was probably the size of a yeah, like, of, you, a five volume encyclopedia. What would you do? Yeah, I don't know. It, it was probably actually like multiple volumes yeah yeah I, I i could imagine it being like a through m and yeah, n through yeah. z right and then like another one for like commercial and so did people still get pages. them for free oh maybe do you think like did they drop one off or i don't know yeah or do you, maybe he ran down to a payphone payphones had him back then i think yeah, and they he just like that. stole one yeah maybe, maybe from the payphone or just or just got the number oh, from true. there or something yeah yeah true i don't know but yeah a new york city phone book in yeah. like the early 90s would have to be massive yeah I don't know. Maybe we can find that out. I don't know. Uh, but now we're in Monks because he has tracked down Sherry Becker. Yes. And she's a lot different than she used to be. Yeah. She's <laughs> she's just like full annoying mom yeah. now. A very uh, New York still, too, yeah, though. No- like annoying older New York mom. Like she has aged into her mid-30s the way Jerry should have. Yes. The way a normal person <laughs> does, let's say. I mean, I, I don't want to say what's... I don't want to use the word normal, really. But I mean, the traditional way of... Getting into your mid-30s is you end up like Sherry Becker. Yeah, I can see that. You know? um, but uh, Jerry is trying to get her to recall the day when they were hanging out and he returned Tropic yeah. of Cancer. And she's like, oh, I remember it perfectly. Yeah. I was wearing a purple dress. <laughs> yeah. I was chewing dentine. Jerry, remember dentine? dentine? And she's, what is the smile she gives him? I don't know. De- like, I mean, she's got very clean teeth. She's yeah. got very white teeth. Yeah. Is that because of dentine? That Maybe? Or maybe it was a little inside joke between them. Maybe when they were smooching, they would they l- the tasted okay. like dentine or something. Um, but Jerry's like, "Are you sure it wasn't an orange dress yeah. or, or blackjack gum?" He's like, "Oh no, licorice! I, yeah. yeah, I always chew dentine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, always dentine. <laughs> and and it wasn't Tropic of Cancer. It was it, Tropic of Capricorn. Exactly. We were reading each other passages. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I like our Sherry Becker impression. By the way, <laughs> I think we're both nailing it hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> but Jerry realizes that he had both books, Capricorn yeah. and Cancer, and are, are these like in a series? Were they both Henry Miller books? Are they real books? They're both real books. Okay. They're both Henry Miller books. Tropic of Cancer came out first. Tropic of Capricorn came out second, but it's a prequel Ooh. to Tropic of Cancer. Okay. And they are, as long as we're talking about the books right now, the, the only thing I'll add about them is they are the subject of countless civil suits regarding obscenity. 
They are so <laughs> filthy in really? their depiction of sexuality really? and the way he describes and the word. Yeah, huh. I mean they were they've been banned in several countries. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Okay. And in the U.S. being one of those, and 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 then finally, I think it, they took it to the Supreme Court and they had to say that. Tropic of Cancer is not an obscene work, and now it's appreciated on a level because it was just like a, wow. think of it as like the if, if Fifty Shades of Grey were well written, think of it as the <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey of the seventies or, or whatever. I mean, I don't know when Tropic of Cancer actually came out, yeah, but certainly that's what Jerry was doing. He, like a high school huh, kid okay. wasn't supposed to have this book that uses the c word as liberally as uh, <laughs> as any conjecture. You know, I mean, uh, any um, connecting word. You know, the and a, yeah, and then the c word are probably the most used. I was reading just little passages of this. I was like. Good lord, this guy uh, I mean, didn't have a huge vocabulary for an author, but um, yeah, so it's about him living in Paris. It's semi-autobiographical, and it's really weird, and, and it's about him, like, just, you know, uh, him and all of his friends banging everything in Paris, and then... Uh, Hell the, yeah, brother. Yeah, and then before, and then Tropic of Capricorn is the prequel to it, but it's also just as dirty, and, it, and it's been banned in the subject of lawsuits and, and obscenity suits and things yeah. like that, so... But Jerry realizes that since he had both books, yeah. he gave... Tropic of Capricorn to Sherry, yeah. I think. He gave Tropic and they returned of, that together. Exactly. Yeah. He returned Tropic of Capricorn. He gave Tropic of Cancer to George yes. because George really wanted to read it. Yeah, yeah. And we get another flashback, an extended flashback, which also had the same footage from the first flashback yeah. which well, i thought say exactly the same exactly i thought it was weird to like show the same thing yeah. over again i mean you can show like footage from the same bit but you yeah. don't have to show him getting the wedgie again yeah, you don't yeah. have to show Heyman coming in and be like can't stand you <laughs> yeah yeah your underwear is out i'm like okay yeah this is um just like the last like episode before, where they're yeah. really repeating the same stuff unnecessarily. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to point this out. I want to do this for the cover art of the episode. Like like young Jerry and young George doing their impression of Heyman's teeth. The little baked bean teeth. What do you call Jerry's hair? I don't know. Uh, Not quite a mullet because it's long everywhere. <laughs> but it's especially long and straight in the back. And then the front's kind of like a pompadour. I, I can't I, explain what this is. <laughs> I don't know. I was distracted by George's hair. <laughs> George has just the typical, I mean... He's got, like, the young... Jewish uh, afro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is... Uh, but, but, just Jerry, see, but just seeing George with any with hair Eddie, yeah, is yeah, shocking. Yeah. Were, were, the, were young Jerry and young George played by uh, Jerry and Jason Alexander? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I don't know, like, why... Maybe they like, it looked made, a little off or something. It looked off. Maybe they made like the set bigger, big. Yeah, like they made like big lockers yeah. to make it look like they were small. Yeah, yeah. Which that is that could be genius. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Like I love practical effects. Yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I didn't even notice that, but um, but yeah. I mean, it is just. I mean, Jerry's hair. I was like, what is that? Because it's not a mullet. <laughs> it's it's something in between. I don't know, but but yeah. George borrows the book, uh, and that and that's what we found out. Um, yeah. And then we we're, go, we go to the library. We're at the library, yeah. which is closed. Yeah, and Kramer and the librarian are walking mm-hmm. in. Uh, they're screaming into the echo. <laughs> yeah, and uh, they're like, "Hello, hello, hello!" <laughs> hello. And we get Bookman, "Hello." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he yells at her. 
uh, for knowing something about her personal life. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he knows something about one of his employees. I don't we, even know yeah. if it's his employee. We don't know if he's in charge of the place. I yeah. don't think so. He's just the investigator. We didn't know anything about the librarian. We didn't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. And I, I don't know if he's yelling at her or yelling at her for having Kramer in there. Yeah, yeah. But he's like, regardless, the library closes at 5 o'clock. This is your final warning. Yeah. Like, she works there. She's allowed to be there after close. Yeah. Maybe it's because Kramer's also Maybe in there after close. This, yeah, romantic. It's part of a date, obviously. I guess, you know? yeah. But uh, she's like, no, he's like, no exceptions. Library closes at five o'clock. Yeah, and I'm, yeah, I'm just thinking like, okay, I've been at like places that I've worked that have been like closed, and I've been there after close. Yeah, yeah. I'm supposed to be there. I'm closing. But she's not supposed to be there. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on Bookman's side here. <laughs> um, and then we're back at Jerry's apartment. Kramer is reading, I guess. Marion's poetry at this point? Yes, we learn her name yeah. is Marion. Right, Marion. Because, you know, she's 70. Yeah, yeah. Marion, the librarian. Oh. <laughs> you didn't realize that? <laughs> no. No, I didn't Marian notice that until librarian. now. Marion, the librarian. Yeah. Well, here's the only reason <laughs> that stuck out to me is because my grandmother, my mom's mom, is Marion, <laughs> and she was a librarian. She was a librarian. No she was Mary and the librarian. Mary, yeah, yeah, Mary, yeah. Mary and the librarian. Mary and the librarian. Yeah, <laughs> she was a real life Mary and the librarian. They've just named this <laughs> lady Marion because it's funny and it rhymes with librarian. Yeah, but, yeah. But for sure, my mom's <laughs> mom was a librarian named Marion. Yeah, we uh, we learn that Lipman wants to see Elaine in his office, but she's saying this to Jerry. Yeah. at his apartment. So I don't know why wouldn't this happen like the same day. Where she found out that Lippman wanted to see her in his office. Yeah. Because it's not like she can get an email in 91 that Lippman wants to see her first thing Monday morning. Yeah. You know, because I'm guessing. Is this the weekend or is this like a. I'm kind of did guessing. Did she hear this about it weekend? like maybe Friday afternoon? Like, Elaine, uh, you know. Hey, you, Monday morning, come in and see me yeah, or something. Maybe. I, maybe. Like, maybe it wasn't like a priority thing, but it's just yeah. Elaine's brain. Right, thinking right. Thinking like, oh, okay, he's calling me into his office. I'm getting canned. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. It, it just seems so weird in an era where there isn't like uh, instant communication, like email or text or even, uh, I mean, a phone call, yes, yeah. but not like to your cell phone that you constantly have on your person. Yeah. That she's just like, yeah, Littman wants to see me in his office. I'm like, oh, okay. Did that not happen already when you were working that yeah, day? Yeah. It just Maybe caught it was, me really yeah. off guard. Maybe it was at the end or something and yeah, the end of the day. Maybe it was a memo she got. Maybe. Maybe it was in her mailbox at the end of the day you check or something. Yeah, but but evidently it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. But yeah, like a- after she says that, we get to the bit where we learn Marion's name and it's 20 minutes and two seconds into the episode. <laughs> yeah. I pause it and I'm like, okay, this Marian. is getting ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's bringing uh, Kramer to tears. Yeah. He's uh, reading her poetry, and did he read anything of her poetry? Or um, whenever they were walking into the library, she was reading something out of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I don't remember what it was. It was just very basic. Yeah. New Yorker poetry. Right, right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Nothing really stood out to me. Um, but George barges in. The homeless guy is Mr. Heyman. Heyman. Yeah, and we learn that uh, he found this out because George went and sat down next to him. And he's like, Mr. Heyman, it's me, George Costanza. He didn't say anything. And he's like, can't stand ya? Can't stand ya? And then he went to get up, and he couldn't because... Yeah, something was holding me back. And it was Heyman yeah. <laughs> holding on to his underwear, yeah. giving him a wedgie. 
And what Elaine says, oh, well, at least it wasn't atomic. George pulls out like his ripped waistband. He's like, it was. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, on the steps of the library, he gets a wedgie. Um, by the way, in this scene, I caught a couple of other titles from Jerry's VHS collection. I, I forgot. I thought oh, I'd yeah? them up here. Okay. Yeah. These are more from the Love Chain collection, by the way. Oh, God. Ode to Desire. <laughs> That's definitely a softcore porn. Oh, for sure. Definitely softcore. Uh, Ode to Desire and Chastity. Which sounds like the sequel to Rugburn. You know, like after you've been Rugburned, what do you want? Chastity. Maybe. So you swear off all that, of that's that. That's the prequel to all of them. Oh, maybe the prequel to all of mm. them. See, I like I like the sequel where you're coming out of it and you're like, all right, I've been Rugburned. No, no more. Yeah, no more. <laughs> yeah, but then something maybe draws him back in or something Ooh, like that. Maybe. Yeah, Maybe Ode to Desire is the prequel. Ode to Desire. Ode to Desire, it Sounds yeah. like... Uh, a perfume? Yeah, it does. Yeah, but it's in Jerry's VHS collection. Uh, I wonder if these will change or if they're because they were probably never meant to be seen in high def. They were in, in standard definition. Oh yeah, they were, they were probably just squiggles, black squiggles. Yeah, yeah. No, they weren't real real words. But now we can see them very clearly. So I'm so glad. Um, yeah, and anyway, George was supposed to return the book. This is where Jerry tells George, "You had Tropic of Cancer." Yeah, I guess. Yeah, and it's another flashback. He was supposed to return the book. Uh, Jerry said, "Here, he, this is where he said he was late for Heyman's hygiene class." But then Heyman is in the locker room. Jerry can't be late for Heyman's class. Heyman's not even in the class yet. You've never like had a class where like the teacher doesn't get there until after the bell rings. I guess so. But did did I definitely have for sure? D- I mean, I. But does Heyman have time to give George a wedgie? And then make it to... I guess so. Oh, yeah. I guess so. Oh, absolutely. It was probably nearby. The hygiene class was probably nearby the the boys' locker room and the gym and all that stuff. So, okay. All right. I yeah. thought I caught a little continuity. I was like, why is Jerry <laughs> in such a hurry? Heyman still is going to yeah. be talking to George for five minutes. And there were definitely these kids in my high school. I don't know if this was the thing in uh, your high school, but there were kids who just ran everywhere. Oh, you, yeah. They yeah. had to be like yeah. the first one to the class. Yeah. And if they weren't, they were late. I could definitely see teenage Jerry being this kind of character. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm I'm late to hygiene with Heyman. <laughs> I didn't care about being late, but I hated meandering through the hallways. I hated being behind people who were so freaking oh, slow. Yeah. Oh, I'm just yeah, a fast sucked. walker by nature. And so yeah. I was like, oh my God, we gotta you know, people were just never in a hurry. And it's not that I was in a hurry, it's just that I, I had one speed and it wasn't yeah. that speed, you know. <laughs> it was it was faster than that speed. Yeah, it was faster yeah. than the you just walking down the hall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So but we definitely had like the people who yeah, like I said, just ran everywhere, yeah. and I don't know why they never got like called out for it. Yeah, but they were. Uh, I, I guess it's safe to say they weren't the cool kids. <laughs> uh, they like had uh, the locations of where like the vice principals were scouted out, so they knew like to walk near them, Weird. and then whenever they were out of sight, they just oh took my off gosh. again. Wow, it, they were. <laughs> hey, they, yeah. Well, and you wouldn't definitely, you definitely wouldn't want to draw Heyman's ire if you could avoid True. catching his attention, like the eye of Sauron, you know, <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> um, you, you know, and, and Jerry being late for hygiene class would have done that. So I, I can understand that too. So, uh, but yeah, we get to relive, and we get like a is this the one where you get like the triple cut of him of his of him getting the wedge? Like, yes. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> is that something they keep up with? Is just like the the multiple cuts of something? Not I, that I know of. Uh, have okay. they ever done that before? I don't think I don't think so, they have either. But I, I liked it. it it's, it's a very, yeah. I don't know. I want to say it's a very modern yeah. uh, film tactic. Yeah. Uh, and it makes it, 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 makes it seem um, 
more exciting than it is. Yeah. Like Jerry getting shot. Do you remember that scene? Like that was shot yeah, like an action yeah, yeah, movie. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so this was this is kind of like getting a wedgie in an action movie. You know. <laughs> um, so I I do I do agree that that was a that was a great it, little device. It's, it's a Michael Bay explosion <laughs> from nine different <laughs> angles, yeah. and you see the actual explosion four different times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so we're at the library now, and Jerry is paying for the book because he realized that it was lost by George yeah. so long ago. His and alibi didn't hold up with Sherry Becker. And we still don't know how much Jerry we owes. We still don't know how much it owes, but he's writing a check. I, so. I'm guessing it's not $50,000. Yeah, but Jerry has at any point in, in, uh, between $1,000 and $2,000 on his person, yeah. so maybe it's more than that. <laughs> I don't know. He carries around I'm, I'm going to guess it's like in the three to $500 range. I'm going to guess. Or are you going to guess it's like, Sub one hundred dollars, like it's the, like it's the cost of it's, the book, yeah, that's and what I'm maybe going with. like another book interest, yeah, like maybe fifty bucks. That's what I'm. That's what I'm guessing. Okay, yeah, but I, I, I don't know. If I mean, it, it's, if it's not important to touch on, it's probably not that much. Yeah, yeah. But but then again, I mean, it's not just the fact that it was the cost of a book; it's the fact that that book wasn't there for twenty years. True, people may have wanted it, you yeah. know. So somebody was deprived from reading *Tropic of Cancer*, which I'm surprised Bookman <laughs> cares so much about because he's he doesn't like peepees and wee-wees exactly. in books, and that book is all about peepees and wee-wees. It's all wee-wees. about it, apparently. <laughs> That's all it is. Uh, so it's interesting that he cared so much to get it back. But you know what? It's like Kevin Costner in *The Untouchables*. You know, he doesn't. He he. Um, you know, they ask. Do you remember? Have you ever seen that movie? He plays. Uh, I don't the think so. Police commissioner or the guy in charge of like keeping prohibition up and uh and after prohibition ends i ask him what he's going to do and he's been in charge of like shutting down all the speakeasies and taking al capone to task and they ask him uh, you know now the prohibition's over what are you going to do he's like i'm gonna have a drink you know <laughs> it wasn't that he didn't want to drink it was that he the law was more important than that yeah. and so that's what it is to bookman he may not agree with tropic of cancer but it's about the job and it's about the law yeah joy boy <laughs> <laughs> And uh, what after that do we get the the final stand up bit or is there more? Well, there was more. We get um, the- Heyman's gone. George comes in and says Heyman's gone. Yeah, and also Elaine gave. Marion's poetry book to Lipman and he hated it. Oh yeah, I, I liked the callback to Lipman walking back into his office. Yeah, and Jerry's just like, "Oh, did he like it?" Elaine's just like, "He did not. He did not. He did not. <laughs> I didn't catch that. But yeah. yeah, you're right. <laughs> he did not. Uh, but this. So, but the, that storyline goes nowhere. We had a great B story last week with Kramer breaking up and how that was very a little relatable thing like oh your friend breaks up with someone yeah. you trash them the first one doesn't take then you have to eat your words this one didn't go anywhere so unless it goes somewhere and i know elaine's gonna go through some job changes in the future so maybe that's what this is just laying the groundwork maybe for. um but it really was like they're just trying to get her out of pendant publishing yeah I guess. yeah okay uh, that could be but i mean it really just went nowhere for me i mean just as far as just laying groundwork i guess but for a b story and for elaine i mean maybe this goes to show you that like after the George threatened to quit after the pen episode, they were like, well, we got to just write something for Elaine for crying yeah. out loud. Yeah, even if it's like a crappy, yeah. like go nowhere B story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There just has to be that thing. So they're probably now trying to learn how to do that and work it into the episode well. Yeah. Um, but uh, Heyman is gone. He's not on the steps anymore. But they do cut to a, uh, a, a pile of tattered blankets and clothing that turns out to be Heyman, <laughs> yeah. who's laughing about Can't, can't Stand Ya. Yeah, the camera, <laughs> can't Stand Ya. And, and the camera pan, pans down, and there is the lost copy of mm-hmm. Tropic of Cancer. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get the last stand-up bit, which I really liked. I don't remember what it was about. It I, was about I, how... I, I pointed this out to you off mic, but yeah. with one minute left in the episode, my tablet that I take all of my notes down for this show yeah. just died. Yeah. 
and I wasn't able to write anything down following uh, Jerry paying his fine. Yeah. So that, that that's also just like how I remember things that happen. So yeah, same here. Yeah. So the the last one bit was about how Jim doesn't fit in with the rest of the school day. He's like, isn't that weird? Oh you yeah, get that's right. And yeah, you've got math, English, English. science. And then fourth period, you've just got this Lord of the Flies yeah. type deal. Yeah, uh, and and then you go back. It's history, history and yeah, and language. I don't know if he said language the first yeah. time, but he's but he's totally right. I really liked that. I mean, it was it always sucked having Jim in the middle of the day. Yeah, it, it was great if you had it at the end because you could just throw your clothes back on or whatever. Did anybody at your school like use the gym showers or anything? Yeah, whenever, really. Whenever we were older. Yeah. Um, no one ever showered in my really? four years Ugh. of high school. Uh, not necessarily. I was not interested. Not necessarily for gym, but my school had a pool. Yeah. And one of our electives was lifeguarding. Oh. And uh, you, like, all the kids, like, in lifeguarding showered yeah. afterward just because of, like, the chlorine. Yeah, yeah. And so was it, like, full nude showers, or would you, like, leave your swimsuit on? Uh, I don't know. I didn't take it. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't take lifeguarding. I think they... Fully showered, yeah, yeah. and there was, was there were some kids who fully showered after gym yeah. in high school. I I didn't because I never really broke much of a sweat. Yeah, I never. Yeah, I got me neither. I was not very active, but yeah. I, but I'm sure I smelled. But no one took showers. I was just not yeah. interested in in being in that situation. Yeah. in high school, I still don't like it for that matter. I yeah. mean, you're supposed. I don't know what age you're supposed to get comfortable with group showers in, but I have not hit it yet. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like it. I don't know why some guys love it. You know, I, I I don't get it. Anytime like I need to shower at like the gym now, yeah, I will only shower if I know like okay, it's a single stall shower yeah. and I can pull a curtain to yes. cover up my. my nakedness what's so wrong with that i don't know i feel like certain guys look at you privacy yeah i feel like certain guys look down on you if you don't like showering with a bunch of other dudes yeah like i don't want just like i don't know six open nozzles in one room yeah like i don't i don't want to like see another dude's dong while i shower i thought that was the nozzle you were talking about (laughs) (laughs) no that was the open nozzle (laughs) i don't want to see six open nozzles uh but no No, i I meant like the shower heads yeah and i know that like they're not looking and i'm not looking I know they're not looking and I'm not looking. Like, no one's like, but you know what? I know. But What's like, wrong with some privacy? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know why guys think it's so cool to shower together. <laughs> I, I'm not down with it. And it, it I don't know what that makes me, but I want to shower by myself. All right. Just want to shower by myself. So do we <laughs> do we have a better description for the episode? I do, would take out the line about Kramer. Yeah. Kramer. I, I think we can just make it uh, the library contacts Jerry about an overdue book dating back to 1971. End it. That's it. You don't need anything else. You don't need Kramer saying, oh, well, it might be $50,000. We don't need them to tease that there's a flashback to them in high school. Right. We don't need them to tease uh, that Jerry's attempting to recall whether he returned the book in question. Yeah, we just, yeah. We just need that first line. Right, right. I don't right, know why right. this is such a long description. I don't know either. I agree. I would love to include something about Jerry uh, you know, saying he's not guilty through the whole thing, but um, the library contacts Jerry about a overdue book from 1971 that jerry is confident he returned or something like True. that and if, I, I would if love- you want to add something about the b story like just say like elaine uh oh, you don't need anything about the b story yeah <laughs> no just that just muddies the water even yeah more. that's true but i would like to put in something about how jerry is confident that he you know that jerry distinctly remembers returning or something mm-hmm. like that you know or did he mm-hmm. you know like yeah um, but I, I do want to mention uh, one more thing here about the episode. We talked about Philip Baker Hall, the great Philip Baker Hall. But also I want to mention Marion is played by Ashley Gardner, 
who has a couple of interesting credits to her name. She is the voice of Nancy Gribble and Dee Dee no Hill on King of the Hill. Oh, my yeah. God. Dale's wife and Hank's stepmom on King of the Hill. Oh, my God. Yes, indeed. That's incredible. Yeah. I yeah. didn't know that. Never never picked up on that. <laughs> uh, and so that's that's all I have for, for this. All right. Uh, what's, our, what's our homework for next week? I don't know. Okay. I, don't think we were, I don't think we wrote anything down. We, have, we didn't already... write anything down. Um, I think that's everything. Next week is season three, episode six, The yeah. Parking Garage. Yes. It aired the day before Halloween in 1991. Yes. And if you're looking in a TV guide that night, it's just Jerry, Elaine, George, and Kramer lose their car in a mall parking garage. Mm-hmm. Ugh, classic. Classic and bit. And Sue. <laughs> this is, uh, I'll be interested to see, th- this is very close to... What would be a bottle episode? I think the next really the next one. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna spend no spoilers, but we're gonna spend a good deal of time in the parking garage. Are there any sub characters that we don't learn their name until twenty three minutes into a twenty five minute episode? I don't think so. I think we just got the four wow main okay. characters wandering around a parking garage for half an hour, which right. you know is very similar <laughs> to the Chinese restaurant. You yeah, know? it's like for how sure. can we look? Why can we look for our car or the for thirty pen. minutes? The, most of the pen, yeah, they're most of the in, pen was in the, the condo. Yeah, they're yeah. in the pine of Mark Gable's apartments. <laughs> the pine of Mark Gable's, yeah. Um, so, all right, that's all I got. Is that all you got? I believe that's it. All right, awesome. So, um, do we need to do our, our at no hugging? Is uh, how you can tweet at yeah, us. Yeah, uh, give us a follow on Twitter at no hugging. Send us an email if there's uh, something we egregiously glossed over. Mm-hmm. Uh, no hugging, no learning show at gmail dot com. And uh, I already gave the spiel about. Uh, rating, reviewing, yeah. and subscribing. Um, but yeah, please do that. We're we're building up an audience with this, but I'd like to see that grow even yeah. more. I don't know if you have logged into uh, Libsyn. I haven't seen it in, in, a while. in the last couple of weeks. We passed one thousand lifetime downloads awesome. for the show, which is awesome. Yeah, and I want that to. Uh, obviously grow even more so please uh tell a couple friends about the show yeah um we are posting about this thing every week in the seinfeld subreddit i i got the approval to do that from yeah, one of the moderators which yeah. is kind of cool i upvoted it <laughs> yeah I, I think i think we were the only ones because like, mine was an auto upvote because yep. i posted it and you upvoted it so i think we had Dose. like yes uh <laughs> But we, we didn't get any downvotes. Oh, that's we, good. Which was nice. Yeah, so we yeah. were at 100% upvoted with, with, one, with one, one upvote. Then, yeah. um, but looking at the numbers of downloads, it, it did definitely reflect like, okay, well, th- thank you if you are listening to this from the Seinfeld subreddits. Uh, definitely giving us a lot of love. Um, but please tell two friends. We'd like to uh, get to 2,000 downloads. We'd like to get to 5,000 downloads um, as quickly as possible, as yeah. quickly as we can. And follow us on Twitter, too, because not only are we memeing well. We meme well. Uh, which, did you see my The Pen meme? Yeah, uh, yeah the yeah. Pikachu. Yeah. Uh, now, that I think I nailed. <laughs> yeah, that, that was I good. think I nailed. That was I good. was worried about the last Pikachu meme. I had to redeem myself. But also... What, what, what was his last name? Jack... Clumpus. Jack, 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 Jack Clumpus offers Jerry his pen. Jerry <laughs> yeah, takes, takes his pen. pen. Jack. <gasps> yeah, surprise Pikachu. <laughs> I nailed it. Then, oh, uh, but also, um, I, I got some screen grabs of that Crayola marker portrait of Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, so I yeah, tweeted yeah, that yeah. out. Just some supplemental material, funny uh, dank Seinfeld memes. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother! Uh, and, and stuff <laughs> like that. So follow us there because uh, we're you know I'm I'm trying to use that more and and stuff like that. So all right. So for no hugging, no learning. I'm Tim Murphy. I'm Ted Haldwell. Be good. Be good.